Lord be with you. Good morning. Welcome to Christ Church Cathedral. If you're visiting with us today, a special welcome to you. If you're joining us by way of the live stream, we want to welcome you. If you're listening in to the Cathedral audio podcast, we welcome you as well. Will you be seated for a moment, please? I commend to you the the notices and the announcements that you'll find in your bulletin and the various other information that's there. Um, I would uh, mention a few things, however. Uh, First of all, if you're uh, uh, a family here with younger children, um, feel free to wander around if that's necessary for you a little bit. Um, There are some items there in the back corner that um, that might be of help to you, and uh, we're happy to have you here with us. Our condolences um, this week to Charles Davis at the death of his sister Mary in England, and uh, just heard about that this morning, so uh, we keep Charles and Jean in our prayers. Um, this coming Friday, the scheduled chair yoga is cancelled. Um, so that's for this Friday only, and that's currently in the calendar in your bulletin, but um, not for this week, so cancelled for Friday. If you're uh, one of the folks who are joining in with the lectionary home studies on Monday afternoons, uh, I do have printed materials here, so if you see me before you go, um, you're welcome to have a copy of those. Also, if you happen to have a group that you would um, like to use those materials with, you're certainly welcome to the materials. And um, I've got a limited number of print versions here, but um, I can certainly send you um, a digital copy, and also we can print more at the office if they're needed. So if that's something that you're you're interested uh, in using, you're welcome to do that. Uh, the title of it is Cross-Shaped Faith, and it's a uh, uh, commentary and discussion on the second readings of the Gospels during Lent Year B. Um, you'll note information there in your bulletin about the pancake supper, and I think, Gary, things are in place, and we're probably pretty much ready to go. So a thanks to all who have volunteered to uh, give a hand with that. That was uh, was excellent, and we were really appreciate, appreciative of that. And so Tuesday afternoon at 4.30. The following day, Ash Wednesday, you might note that uh, Holy Eucharist with the imposition of ashes will be at 10 o'clock in the morning and 7.30 in the evening. And so that's uh, on Wednesday this coming week. And you'll note that we've had to make a slight change to the scheduling of our annual meeting. We had intended to do that next Sunday, but we've had to put it off for another week. So on the 25th of April, we'll meet here at 1 o'clock. That's a Sunday. Um, The intention is that we'll have uh, a light lunch before that. Uh, So following worship and then meeting at 1. So that's the 25th of February. That's two weeks away now, and uh, we'll hopefully have um, copies of the annual report uh, available for circulation next week. 
And the only other thing that I might mention is that you'll notice that we have a, a 2024 version of the summary of offering budget uh, over against offering each month. And there's a little difference to the presentation there from last year. And what we've, we've done, at least for this month, and we'll see how that works, we've, we've left the budget figures in for each month. So as you look ahead uh, through all of the months of 2024, you can actually see what is budgeted for offering each month. And then as that information comes in and uh, we learn what the offering actually was, that will appear there in the green lines. And so hopefully that's... Uh, uh, clear and uh, and uh, helps give some insight as to where we are financially at the moment. And I think Kurt is going to have a little something to say about uh, the Lenten, uh, upcoming Lenten programs. Is there anything else other than that that needs announcing? Okay, Kurt, thank you. Good morning. I'm delighted to, uh, to once again uh, announce and invite uh, all to take part in our upcoming Adventures 2024, and I will recommend for your consideration the, the purple insert, uh, which last week we didn't have. This week is... is uh, is in in hand, and so I'll uh, I'll ask you to have a, a good look at that at some point uh, when you're able to. I'm not going to go go through each one in in detail this morning, but I I do want to call attention to three uh, three uh, new or different ones in particular. Um, of course, we will have our regular uh, Tuesday Art and Faith group meeting online in the, on Tuesday evenings, and we'll have our regular weekly Teze through Lent. And Jeffrey mentioned the, the home lectionary study group that uh, will be underway and the materials um, thereof, if you're interested in them. Uh, I would uh, like to call your special attention to, uh, to, as I say, to three programs. And I'm going to get you to flip your page to the back side, because I'll, I'll tell you about them in, uh, in reverse sequence as the week goes. The first I'd like to mention is... Uh, is our very simple and, and straightforward Friday um, offering, which is at noontime on Fridays, a small group of us gather in the cathedral on Fridays through Lent uh, and make our way along the Stations of the Cross. Uh, and these are, the, these are the, um, the small plaques that you'll see on some of the pillars and in some various places through the cathedral. We have a lovely set of stations uh, that begin in this corner here and Make its, makes its way around the cathedral and finishes there. And this is a, this is a traditional devotion uh, that's, that's done around the world and is done around the world at noontime on Fridays, traditionally. So it's, it's wonderful for us to be able to join in that uh, global tradition and observance. And you're most welcome to drop in for any one of those Fridays or all of them. And uh, so that's a Friday opportunity. On Wednesday afternoons... This, uh, this year, newly for Lent, from 2 to 3 p.m. in person, 
at, in the formation room across the street in the hall, we will be offering a, a Spirituality of Lent contemplative prayer series in which we'll be considering different forms of contemplative prayer uh, that you might uh, be interested in, in and able to add to your Lenten devotion. Some of those themes that will be explored uh, one at a time on those Wednesdays include centering prayer, uh, Celtic prayer, group Lectio Divina, uh, praying with poetry, and things like that. Um, there will be some, some guest facilitators for that, uh, and I will be leading a few of those sessions myself. Uh, the, the newest offering, however, this year that I'd like to call your attention to is a Tuesday evening book study. So for those of you who might be interested in a, uh, it's not, it's not exactly an academic study, but it's, it's certainly a devotional and, uh, and spiritual study of the book, Death on a Friday Afternoon, Meditations on the Last Words of Jesus from the Cross. Uh, and this study will be facilitated by our very own Alan Sears and James Kerr. So they will be uh, guiding folks through that book. I do still have a few copies of that book. Uh, and so if you, if you find me either today after service or uh, sometime through the week, I can, get, uh, I can get a copy of that book into your hands if you're interested. Um, there are a few spots left for that, for that study. So um, most welcome to, to participate in as many of these as, uh, as you're able to. You have to compete with Harry Palmer if you, uh, you want to make the, the leaderboard. Uh, but uh, I would invite each of us, uh, each of us to, to maybe introduce and take on uh, one, new, uh, one new form of devotion or study or worship this Lent um, as we move into the season of, uh, of increased prayer. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Kurt. Uh, appreciate those details. Um, this morning, I might just mention that uh, Kirsten is on video for us. So, if you if you are joining us uh, live and online, feel free to uh, leave a message, give us a wave, uh, leave a comment in the chat. Um, and as I say, if if uh, you're live with us, we can uh, we can see you. Then we we know how many of you are there, but we don't know who you are. So if you leave us a, a chat message, that'll, uh, that'll say hi. Um, and also on our website, you'll find a copy of the Book of Common Prayer under the um, uh, uh, Community and Groups tab at the top. And the bulletin, of course, is available from the uh, upper right-hand corner. The... Uh, Liturgy today that we're following for the Holy Eucharist is from the Maroon Colored Book of Common Prayer. That's uh, the smaller book that is in your pew. It is the Holy Eucharist, and it begins on page 67. Page 67. As you kneel, let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And we say together, Almighty God, unto whom all hearts be open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid. 
Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And over on page 69, our Lord Jesus Christ said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. reading from the second book of Kings. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. 
So they went down to Bethel. The company of prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The company of prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he answered, Yes, I know. Be silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the water. The water was parted to one side and to the other, and two of the two of them crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what may I do for you before I am taken from you? Elisha said, Please, let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He responded, You have asked a hard thing. Yet, if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted you. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah ascended in a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. Here endeth the first lesson. <coughs> The text of the appointed psalm you'll find in the prayer book on page 392, a portion of Psalm 50, verses 1 to 6, page 392. We will continue seated as we sing. <coughs>
reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the sacred light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God to face of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to the Lord.
Holy Gospel is written in the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark, beginning at the second verse. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make these three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of Christ. The God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Risking that I may by now be sounding like a broken record, I'm going to issue one last reminder this year about how this portion of the liturgical church year, this time after Epiphany, is intended to be a reflection of the seasonal day from which it takes its name. That is Epiphany. I get the impression at times that the church has somehow missed that, that in times past, supposing that the Sundays after Epiphany are titled only to place them in sequence, and that this is somehow now considered to be ordinary time. We may have come to believe that green time in the church has no particular significance, and nothing could be further from the truth, either now or when we encounter green time following the season of Easter. The season of the Sundays after Epiphany indeed carry the color green, colored so as a reminder of the growing understanding of who Jesus is. The role God sent the Son to fulfill, 
So the last several Sundays have had something in common with the twinkle of the star at Jesus' birth. And that something is epiphany. Showing forth. First played out by wise people from the east following a star to worship the king. Epiphany continues, of course, described in various ways. Revelation, inspiration, display, manifestation, uncovering, announcement. Countless epiphanies show the world the identity of Jesus. That of wise men and a star, to be sure, but also the baptism of Jesus. The first miracle turning water into wine. Healing of disease, battle with evil spirits, and perhaps not least of all, what the lectionary would have us hear on the last Sunday after Epiphany, the gospel recorded event of the Transfiguration. Up the mountain they went, Jesus, Peter, James, and John. It was a miraculous event meant, I think, to represent the moment at which these three disciples recognized that in Jesus was the truth and glory of God. The presence of Moses and Elijah, the two greatest prophets of Israel, helped them to understand that Jesus is the continuation of God's purposes first revealed long ago in the Hebrew tradition. As the event is described, the bright white of Jesus' clothing, the cloud, the voice from heaven, the appearance of Moses and Elijah and the conversation between them, all of that disappears as quickly as it appeared. So this, too, is epiphany. Now, even if you don't, many these days are going to react with, oh, come on now. You expect me to swallow all that. Well, yeah, maybe I kind of do, because, you know, you bought the moving star over Bethlehem part, didn't you? But, you know, dazzling white clothes, mystical characters long dead appearing in the mist. This is the stuff of science fiction. In this postmodern world, we don't have to look too hard to find miracles. And many are well known. Do you know that I carry a small device clipped to my belt that sometimes actually rings during worship? I can use it to talk to someone halfway around the world as if they were standing in the same room with me.
And I can ask this little box any question I can think of and get a pretty reasonable answer almost instantly. I just say what music I want to listen to at home and it begins to play. Name the light and it turns on. I can track the specific gravity of the batch of wine I'm making in the basement with information delivered in real time to the screen that is in my study upstairs. But much of the gospel narrative and the good news to which it points, the Christian, is a hard sell these days. And perhaps it always has been. And you know, if we gather it all up, including the star, the water to wine thing, the healing, the exorcisms, and add to it the earthquake that took place on Good Friday, Noah's Ark, the resurrection, the ascension into heaven, and all of the weird stuff that was happening at Pentecost, most people these days are likely to opt for a Steven Spielberg movie with a budget. And you know, I would probably be in that movie line. If at some point along the line I hadn't realized that it has nothing to do with the expectation that I blur the lines between fantasy and reality. This is not the stuff of science fiction. This is the stuff of narrative. And you know, the atheist has missed a huge piece of the question. Truth, once known in its broadest sense, has been narrowed and reduced to the extent that it now only includes what is strictly within human control. Anything outside of that doesn't exist. So in our super-efficient, scientific, and hyper-convenient world, we've become quite proud of ourselves, we have. Look what we can achieve. Computers have been able to accomplish many things, not because they're more intelligent than we are, but because they are tireless and can do a specific calculation over and over and over rapidly and without stop. We're told that soon with artificial intelligence, We'll know infinitely more about healing disease, understanding the strangest of happenings anywhere in the universe, 
maybe even get a glimpse of the other dimensions of reality hidden from our perception, including that of time itself. The human creature is resourceful, inquisitive, but sadly also thirsts for control and too often chooses arrogance over compassion and humility. Science and human ingenuity cannot thoroughly conceive of the truth and wisdom contained in the narrative of biblical text. There is and will always be a place for divine revelation. Those times when the curtain is just pulled back enough to see the reality beyond. Transfiguration describes in human terms a glimpse of glory on the day three disciples allowed themselves to perceive a revelation of ultimate truth. Truth that existed beyond themselves. And you know, I'm not sure how I would go about describing that. even if I saw it. The Apostle Paul put it this way, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Amen. In the Christian Church, we believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I invite you to turn with me in the prayer book to page 71 and the creed of our faith in the form of the Nicene Creed, and we'll stand and confess our faith together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, through whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord, the giver of life, 
who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, forever and ever. All that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. All things come of thee, and of thine own have we given thee.
This Holy Eucharist is offered in praise and thanksgiving to Almighty God, our Heavenly Father. We give thanks for the manifestation of His glory in His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and we pray that by the power of His Holy Spirit, His Church might continue to be guided in all that we do. As you kneel, let us pray for Christ's Holy Catholic Church. Let us pray for the Church in all times and in all places, for the global Church and representations of Christianity in many and various denominations. In our own Anglican communion and in the Anglican cycle of prayer today, we're asked to remember the Episcopal Church of South Sudan and Justin, their Archbishop, Primate, and Bishop of Juba. In our provincial cycle of prayer and in the Canadian Church, we're remembering the ecclesiastical province of Ontario and Archbishop Anne Germond and the provincial council there. Remember also Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, Charles, our King, Linda, our Primate, David, our Bishop and Metropolitan, and Matthias, Bishop of our Companion Diocese. Let us pray for peace on earth and for the unity of all Christian people, remembering continued prayers for Iran and Russia, for Palestine and Israel, those who live in the Gaza Strip, and in the church in Jerusalem and all the Middle East. Pray for Sudan and for other places on the African continent where there is civil unrest, terror or violence or suffering. And remember continuing tensions between China and Taiwan. Let us remember before God those who have departed this life and are at rest especially remembering Mary. And let us pray for the whole state of Christ's church, militant here in earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all people, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our alms and oblations and to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord. And grant that all they that do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also to lead all nations in the way of righteousness and so to guide and direct their governors and rulers that thy people may enjoy the blessings of freedom and peace. 
and grant unto thy servant Charles our King, and to all that are put in authority under him, that they may truly and impartially administer justice to the maintenance of thy true religion, religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops, priests, and deacons, and especially to thy servant David, our bishop, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and living word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. Prosper, we pray thee, all those who proclaim the gospel of thy kingdom among the nations, and to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all them who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity especially those for whom our prayers are desired, remembering those who are listed in our cathedral prayers, Jean, Pat, Debbie, Sue, Skyler, Aaron, Sally, Carolyn, Jacob, Stephanie, Diana, Jessica, Dolph, David, Maureen, Heather, Elliot, Cooper, Savannah. Remember also, if you will, Douglas and Marlene, Marg and Betty, David. Remember in your prayers, Charles, our King, And we remember before thee, O Lord, all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, and we bless thy holy name for all who in life and death have glorified thee, beseeching thee to give us grace that rejoicing in their fellowship, we may follow their good examples and with them be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent you of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbors and intend to lead the new life following the commandments of God and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, draw near with faith and take this holy sacrament to your comfort and make your humble confession to Almighty God. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed against thy divine majesty. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father, for thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life, to the honor and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 
Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all them that with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ saith unto all that truly turn to him. Come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Hear also what St. Paul saith. This is a true saying and worthy of all to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hear also what St. John saith. If anyone sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. The Lord be with you. Blessing and glory and thanksgiving be unto thee, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, 
to take our nature upon him and to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memorial of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, we, thy humble servants, with all thy holy church, remembering the precious death of thy beloved Son, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, and looking for his coming again in glory, do make before thee in this sacrament of the holy bread of eternal life and the cup of everlasting salvation the memorial which he hath commanded. And we entirely desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And we pray that by the power of thy Holy Spirit, all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. We do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen.
Continuing on page 85, as you kneel, let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, in, unto him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. of God which passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his son Jesus Christ our Lord and the blessing of God Almighty the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always Amen Let us depart in peace in the name of the Lord Jesus 